my hair is not your fucking business. And let all of us live our black ass lives. Don't invite me to drink my water and mind my business and live my black ass life in your house. Surely not. And they have a problem. Surely not. Don't. I mean, that's just the facts. to the first ever episode of the Ruefully Speaking Podcast. This show is a bi-weekly podcast and hosted by me, Miss Angela Rue. I'm here to give my views, unfiltered, unapologetic, and always black as fuck. Mm. Um, the life I live comes with a pretty interesting story, so as you all know, let's talk about it. So let's jump in with my illustrious, wonderful, handsome, Black as ever. Not too much. I'm sorry. Not too much. But yeah. I am I am dark as chocolate. Yes. With this beautiful, luscious, long hair. You know, heartthrob never, but he's not black as ugly as ever. Oh. However. <laughs> Coochie down to the socks. Oh, Jesus. Okay. We don't know nothing about that. Um, um, so. <laughs> some people don't. But if you don't know, I'm your favorite motherfucking uncle. Uncle Drew the Don. Um, and we are here live in Middle Earth Studios in the heart of downtown Kansas City. Ready to jump into the first ever episode. Ever, ever. Ever, ever? Ever, ever? Yes. Forever, ever. Yes. So let's jump into my first section or the first segment of the show. Um, the segment that we love. Um, and it's just where we get to check in with each other. So what's good with you? What's good with me? Honestly, oh Lord. There's so many things. So many things. Actually, for real, for real, I've lived a pretty ridiculous life in the last couple of days it is what it is you know what i'm saying i started a new job you know what uh oh I'm new papers you know new i got a new bag you hey. know what i mean i ain't gonna tell y'all niggas where i'm working because i don't want y'all to roll up on me because you know what i'm saying whatever ain't nobody but, got time for that ain't nobody got time for that but yes but i'm I, I got i got a you know calvina got a new job y'all hey. calvina got a new job so that's what's going on with i me. don't get that reference oh shit i did it already off the bat what is it? A dated reference. What you're not going to do is... See, no, we're not... Okay, what's the show? <laughs> what's the show? I want to know. Complain it's not a show. It's it's a McDonald's reference. See, my, see McDonald's, oh. like, Calvin got a new job. Right. You remember that Chappelle show? Yes. Skit where, yeah, that's where you got Okay, go. well, see, see feel, that shows... Now I officially feel ancient. Just a little bit. Um, You know, uh, you know what? It's, it's okay. Yeah. It's it's okay. I have a gray lock, too. Yeah. Okay. I have a whole last. All of that. <laughs> anyway, what's good with you, Jew? Um, so here's what's good with your favorite uncle. Um, it's just it's been a good week. Like I, I am so grateful for family and for faith and for just having people around that can love on you and care for you. Hallelujah to that. Yeah, that you can just share space and energy with, and that put up with your different style. Of, like that deal with my different style of crazy. Because I'm not crazy as fuck. But if you don't know me, you might not fuck with me off the rip, right? But my people really love me, and that makes me feel really special. And it I am really so good. grateful for that. It feels good. Yeah. It feels good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know what didn't feel good, though? And what makes me, or what does always feel good, but didn't make me happy this week? What? The, the blackest, blackest shit I, I saw, saw this, this week. week. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. that didn't. So, every single week... Um, we'll have this section called the blackest shit I saw this week. And so how can you describe it? I would describe it as if you've seen some absolutely 
coonish, niggardly, absolute ratchery, you know, just ratchet piece theater. If make you, you ever, take your wig off and scratch your scalp ball. You know, make you say, oh, baby, what is you doing? I mean, stuff like that. If you see something like that out here in these streets, I don't care if it's in these local streets, these worldwide streets, these county streets. Or these, these Twitter streets. You know, even on the yard. You know, whatever street, yard being, you know, college yard to the prison yard, whatever you see out here that is absolutely just blows your whole black ass mind. You got to share that shit with us. Please, Please. share it. Because, I mean, and for those who don't know, yes, we are a podcast, but you know we out here in these social media streets. So, please go ahead and tag us in our IG account, which is at Ruthfully, R-O-U-X-F-U-L-L-Y, speaking. And you can follow us on IG as well for our other shenanigans. Or you can go ahead and hit us up on Facebook, also at the Ruthfully Speaking Podcast. So, please let us know what that is. So, what's your blackest shit? The blackest shit I saw this week. Um... I was at the gas station. No, I was at the liquor store. Let me let me tell the story straight. <laughs> of course you sure friend. Sure. I was at the liquor store and um I'm going to pick up some wine and uh some water. Oh, you're right. A I was special, going, special water. Yeah, I was going to pick up the special water um to go hang out with a very special friend of mine. And so as I get out of the car at the at the stove, at the liquor store, mm-hmm. um I walk across the parking lot and then all of a sudden you hear this crunch. Right, this crunch, and it comes from behind me. So I'm like, "Ooh, that sounds like somebody's car got hit." But it came from the direction of my car. Oh no! And mind you, oh, I love when black people say "mind you" because they're about to tell a story. Now mind. <laughs> now mind you, I just bought my car in June. I say you just got it like this summer, right? And I got it on Faith, hence her name, Faith. My car's name is Faith. So I turn around to see this beige SUV bump up, backed up, all up on my baby. I felt violated for her. Oh, no. So then this motherfucker decides to pull off of my car, look at me, look at him, pull <laughs> off of my car. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes, it did. And then he did it. I say, yo. <laughs> With the hands up? Hands up. <laughs> but, hey, yo. Yeah, everybody knows that, that universal, hey, yo. It's like, what's good, motherfucker? You hit my car. <laughs> like, hey, yo. Like, and then my hands came back down to my head as that nigga was pulling out of the parking lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, he flipped a switch on a nigga and was Gone. So basically what you're trying to say is we need to go ahead and find out that we need to put an APB. I don't know if I want to send our listeners out there like that because if they the type of people that we that we are. Right. Just, got, got degrees but got hands. Right. So I need y'all not to lose y'all mind. But if you do so happen to see this beige Hyundai or Kia-ish looking uh, SUV. It's like a little mini SUV. Not the big body. <laughs> With dealer plates that are expired. You seen that motherfucker Bobby? <laughs> if you see Bobby, I need you to take a picture of that motherfucker Bobby with your phone and send that directly to us. We got you. We I will not share it. On I will not put him out, but I will be going to the police station to amend my police report. Oh, my Lord. I'm so sorry <laughs> I, that happened to you. But, I mean, I can't oh. say that mine was anything nearly as nigga-ish as that but i will say that mine was somewhere between it was the most blackest most beautiful thing i had it seen. was so soulful it was so 
Yes. And well, what I'll say is it's homecoming season for those who don't know. You know, for us folks that went to college, maybe didn't finish, super duper seniors, you know, all y'all who out here that's kind of in college, some of that actually graduated from college. It is homecoming season. So I'd like to give a special shout out to the Mecca Howard University for having their homecoming over this past weekend and around a special individual who was the original college dropout, the lost soul known as Kanye West. Um, he came through with his Sunday service. Give me, give me that look. At you. He's giving me a look right now. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm only I like the old Kanye. Um, I know what he said, you know, whatever. But I, I think Kanye is sick. Yes, Kanye is sick and shut in. And shut in, and when the sick and shut in come to church, you look at them just like, what are you doing look, here? So he showed but it's up. so good to see you. And he showed up with his Kanye Sunday service to the yard of Howard University, uh, proceeded to give us um, your favorite, you know, R&B, 90s R&B set to the, 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 the Psalms and the parables of the Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's the, like, that's the like, best like, way to you know, describe it. You know, like soul, you know, soul anchored from soul yeah. anxious by yeah. genuine, which I still have issues with because you know I lost my virginity, so anxious. So I feel certain Whoa! Way things I did not know about my co-host. Sorry, TMI. Learning moment. But you know, anyway. Um, but yes, he showed up to VR doing that and they swag surf because I guess HU, that's what y'all know for. That's what every HBCU knows. You know, for. I will, you know, they they claim. I don't want my Howard friends to come for me, but they claim Swag Surf as they think. But, I you know, can give it to It's theirs. Whatever. It's fine. But, yes, it's fine. But, um, yes, that's definitely the blackest thing I saw. You know, of course, you know. Did you hear what he said? No, I didn't. I, I don't pay attention to Kanye's mouth. I try not to. You only listen I, to the I, music. I, I, only I, the music. I really get my heart broken every time he opens his mouth and actually speaks words that have nothing to do with music. Okay, reach out. Hold it with two hands. Don't drop it. You got it? Ready? I got it. Here's what Kanye said. At some point, because, you know, he talks a little bit. At some point, he said... If these motherfuckers start throwing slave nets again, how about we all don't stand in the same place? Thank you, Captain Obvious. It only made me think of my favorite character from the cartoon, the illustrious cartoon of the mid-2000s that will be making its return early next year, The Boondocks. <clears throat> when, a young, <laughs> when a young, vibrant Riley Freeman once said... If somebody's peeing on you, wouldn't you move out the fucking way? That wasn't Riley. That was Huey. Oh, Huey did say that. Black Huey card. did. Black card. You can you. hold on to it for the rest of the... I'll get it back before the end of the show. Yes. I you'll, promise you'll, to you'll God. Give me your black card. Yeah, you can yes. hold on to it. Yes. It'll be mine before the end. I, yes. I'll have it back before the end of the show. Okay, sure enough. Sure enough. Back. Well, anywho, those are the blackest things we saw this week. So. Yep. Um, moving right along to our next segment, a segment that we are going to discuss hot topics, trash, and ass, otherwise known as shenanigans. shenanigans. Okay, so let's go ahead and kick this off real quick with some really, really dope black excellence and loveliness and all things black girl magic with the queen of the beam and all things apparatus gymnastics, Miss Simone Biles. Oh, Lord, she coming for you girls. She coming for everything y'all got and then some. Yeah. Let's go ahead and run off the receipts. 24 world titles. Medals. Those, just medals. No, she has no. She holds the title for all around, boo. Oh. She's the all around Excuse world me? champion. She Excuse comes me? for all of y'all on the beam, on the uneven, on the flow. Every I, don't middle, I don't know what else there And is. all the other apparatuses, I don't pay attention to every, every four years. But yeah. listen, she is the most decorated gymnast in world championship history. 
and she's only 22 freaking years old. There's now, no by, stopping in sight. Well, listen, my thing is this. By, tw- by gymnastics standards, she would be considered 75. She's like the Tom Brady of gymnastics. She just won't go away. Damn. She won't go away. Damn. The Tom like, Brady of gymnastics. Think about it. He's talking about playing till 25. Wait, she could go to 30. Hold on. Wait. Um, Simone already told us. She, she already told us. I am not the next Michael Phelps. I am not the next Serena Williams. I am not the next Tom Brady. I'm not the next Michael Jordan. I am the first motherfucking Simone Biles. And that's that on that. On paper and in real life. <laughs> All day, every day. So, yes. Um, <laughs> salute to you, Queen, because guess what? Uh, next year in Tokyo. Oh, every time, every gymnastics night, we're going to be booed up. Look. She going to come through saying, Konnichiwa, bitches, run me my gold medal. Wow. Run I'm gonna me need my gold medal. Every night, Simone Biles is on the TV next late July to early August. I'm going to be right in front of that motherfucker. And every time, you know what? Drinking game. And we're going to mark it now. Every time, <laughs> every time Simone Biles competes, you have a watch party. Mm-hmm. And every time she wins, everybody takes a shot. Oh, we're going to be drunk. Look, well, between, what's the point? Between that and us running things in track and field, what else could you... We're going to be fall down, fucked up, drunk. But then we got basketball. Oh, Father God. We got tennis. Father God. <laughs> and, 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 and you know what's so funny? When it, I'm glad you brought up tennis because guess what? Yeah, Serena is getting ready to... You know, she's... she's. Don't say it. Listen, we no. have to, the mathematics are this, but no. guess what? You thought you were going to get rid of Serena and Venus, but Coco coming to... Right. Coco coming Like to the U.S. women's tennis team next year might be all black. You know, because I'm like, look. So might just be look, all Coco, black. Coco. Yep. Serena. Mm-hmm. Venus. Mm-hmm. Sloan. Yep. Naomi. No. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's right. She is representing Japan. She's going to represent Japan. And I can't uh, wait I got for the, that. I got the person. I got number five. Who? Madison Keys. You're right. Because <laughs> you bougie. Because I don't know that. I don't go that far deep. So, baby girl, don't really make it out too deep. Okay. She, she she's struggling but by, a little bit. But, but, but by, by next, next year, year, she might have she, it together. Listen, if she goes spend some time, okay. If she goes spend some time with Auntie with Auntie CC and Auntie Venus, she might be okay. Yes, that might be you know? the case. But and yes. shoot, Olympia might be on the team next year too, because you know Olympia already got a Look, grand slam. All these names, but basically what we're trying to Olympia say is, is the melanin better. will not stop. Oh yeah, shan't, it shan't stop. It will not. So anyway, what what do you say? Can't stop. Won't stop. Rockefeller Records. Okay, moving on. Yes. Um, so, um, moving right along to other black excellence, um, let's go ahead and give this man his ultimate and utmost due. Right hand, left hand. Put them together. Put, put them together in a distinguished and a respectable manner. Get on your motherfucking feet! And stand up and make some motherfucking noise <laughs> for the one, the only, Mr. Tyler Perry is M to the A damn D. E-A. Oh my goodness, he went there. Well, let's just say this, Mr. Tyler Perry. I've myself personally. I'm so proud. I can't tell you. Like I will say, every auntie, every grandma, every every play auntie you got in church, your 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 hairdresser, your babysitter, somebody, some older black woman put you on the Medea at one point in your life. Either be the play or the movies. One of the two, however your entry point was. Medea, for better or for worse, was that shit. And then you also had, not only did you get to see all of those women, you got to see the men too. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Because you got to see your crazy ass uncles. 
You got to see your really successful uncle. You your, got to your, see your, your ignorant brown, the ignorant, the ignorant neighbor. Right, your ignorant neighbor who actually just happens to be your granddaddy and you just oh, didn't know. So you done spoiled it for the for the for the young. These children ain't watching it no way. <laughs> so not, this not. we not here for no kids. These is grown folks. But okay, we running back receipts. But let's go ahead and get to the to the, the nitty gritty of everything. So can I run it? Run it. Can I run it? Run it. Uh, this is what we call a receipt check. <clears throat> Audit. <clears throat> 330 acres, 12 sound stages. The sound stages are very in different sizes and in capability, but they are dedicated to the following. <clears throat> and the card reads. <laughs> Spike Lee. Miss mm -hmm. Oprah Winfrey. Yes. Miss Whoopi Goldberg. Absolutely. Mr. Will Smith. Yes. Madam Cicely Tyson. Yes. Madam Diane Carroll. Die. Just die. Miss <laughs> Ruby D and mm -hmm. Mr. Ossie Davis. Mm -hmm. The one and only John Singleton. Ricky! <laughs> the illustrious Sydney Poitier. Yes. Madam Della Reese. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Sister Halle Berry. Mm -hmm. The one and only Sir Harry Belafonte. Mm -hmm. And one of my all time favorites. Mm. Shall I? Please. King Kong ain't got shit on me. You motherfuckers gonna be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get there. <laughs> yes. Denzel motherfucking Washington, my man. Listen, I can tell you right now that Tyler Perry also decided on top of naming these students after these illustrious black legends. There's a walk of fame on site. Yep. Tika Sumter. Oh, um, Keisha Napoleon. Yeah, uh, uh, Lance Lance Gross, Idris Elba. Yeah, people that have um, been involved in Black Hollywood and have starred in your faves and my faves and everyone else's faves yep. that may not get their due by Tamela and David Mann. Um, David Mann. Yeah, every last one of them. Everybody. Like, like pretty much, he's literally given due to everybody and giving them their flowers while they're here. And um, let's just be honest. The 330 acres he got, all the girls can fit on it with change. And when yeah. I say girls, I'm talking about Disney Studio. Uh-huh. Paramount. Paramount. Warner. Warner. Combined. Like, and with, with change. Yeah. Which means he can still build on that thing. Well, he already said that he was going, he's looking the next project. Like, as if Tyler Perry Studios is not enough. Mm -hmm. He said the next project is to build a temporary housing shelter for folks who have been affected, um, for women and children who've been affected by domestic violence. And you know, that's, it, he ceases to amaze me. He ceases to amaze me. Cause it's just like, at the end of the day, my thing is, sir, you have done so much, so much for the black community. It's unreal. And I mean, as many people want to clown you, as many people want to, you know, completely, you know, disavow and disvalue what you do. It's amazing that he has gone from being homeless, yeah, sleeping in his car, to now this man is 50 years old, about to be 50. And his, his name is on the exit he used to take. Yeah, he, the, to take. Like, he literally said, I slept in the car and I would be on that exit in Atlanta. And now it's named after me. It's named after my studio. And I mean, fun fact, Black Panther was one of the first major budget films to be filmed on that lot. Oh. And I mean like. And there's a second one coming. Oh. 
Excuse me. Yes. I'm let me go. Let me go get, get him some flowers. You can't get any more black than that. Let me go get him some flowers. No, no. actually, you can. <clears throat> oh yeah. Watch. I, 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 le I left out the shadiest. You part. forgot the part. I forgot the shadiest part. I'm sorry. See, this is how, because we talk about on this show, we gonna be unfiltered and we gonna let it be known that look, I am a, I am a cussing Christian, so I'm gonna say it, right? And I believe in God. Tyler Perry went and built his studio on an old Confederate army base in the middle of Atlant of one of Atlanta's poorest neighborhoods. Now, here's why it's important. And here's why I say that faith is so important on this show and to this story. Mm -hmm. Because God can sometimes turn around, be the ground, mm -hmm. can be the seed, yes. the vine, and the fruit. Preach, preacher. Okay? Yes. And so you look at the ground that this man has built his table upon. Okay, the table that has literally been set for him is on ground that on which his enemies used to walk. The I'm gonna be quick. The Bible says, what Oh, once, here we go, preacher. The Bible says that what was once meant for evil, God will turn around and work for my good. You know what? Jude is about to be a Tyler, deacon. He's a deacon in you know what? You're a deacon. Come on. Come Tyler on, Perry literally is a walking embodiment of what faith looks like. In the 21st century. Oh my goodness. But we're going to give, give the man his flowers. Again. Shout for him. All the shout, all the claps, all the there goes my baby, all the graduation shouts that you can think of from, <laughs> Mr. from, from Mr. Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry Studios. Um, other quick shout outs that we're going to give. Um, again, it's 2019, y'all. It's 2019. We have our first black mayor of Birmingham, Alabama. So we're going to give a shout out to Mr. Stephen Reed who is, again, think about first black mayor of Birmingham, Alabama. Historical facts. Think about all the things that happened in Birmingham. 16th Street Baptist Church. Uh, Bull Connor. Bull Connor. Dogs and fire hoses. Bloody Sunday. Birmingham. Must I go on? I mean, these are, these are legit and absolute atrocities that have happened to black people in this particular, this is ground zero for all of that. And here we are approaching 2020, and we have the first black man to be mayor of that city. So stand up again for Stephen Reed. And uh, Mayor Michael Tubbs of Stockton, California, sir, get your whole life. I swear to God, I want to live in Stockton. Yeah. This man. So he took this idea from 1967 that Dr. Martin Luther King had, right? Mm -hmm. Where essentially. The, he, was, he, was doing, he was basically turning his. To poverty, right? Right. So yeah. basically turning city funds towards the folks, towards the low-income families. So he started this program about, um, I want to say, eight or ten months ago. And it's a pilot program. It gets $500 monthly, just like food stamps or anything like that, to low-income families. The reports just came out um, earlier this month. And so here's what he got. Early praise and the usage of funds, like 60 to 80% of folks are taking these funds and using it to pay everyday expenses, like their bills, like their groceries, paying to get their cars fixed, getting out of debt. And I just say, hmm. Government. I wonder if we could quit spending so much money on bombs that we're never going to use. You know what? Maybe. The just as, as maybe. long as the redacted in chief is there, and I will not say his name on this podcast. <clears throat> I wish you would. Um, as long as that fool's involved in all the other 
um, miscreants and, 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 and minions up on Capitol Hill. I highly doubt that's going to happen. But you know what? Kudos to you, Michael Tubbs. Kudos to you for doing the right damn thing and giving these motherfuckers a place to jump off and be successful. Off of an idea. Truly. A stellar idea. Now, I got an idea that I want to talk to you about. Oh, God. <laughs> so... <laughs> What's Taking that? over for the nine nine and the two thousand. Oh, let's shit. turn our attention to young uh to one Birdman. No, he ain't young. <laughs> to one old Birdman. Old Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking around with pigeons. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. So um Birdman was ordered by the courts earlier this year to pay a former employee just over a, just I mean just a little bit over a million dollars. And so instead of listening to what the court said. Birdman went to his bank and said, cleared him out. He said, look, how much is in there? Put all that shit in the bag. <laughs> Run me my money. <laughs> Run it off. I'm sorry. Run it off. <laughs> so you, can you imagine like the bank teller? Keisha was sitting there like, this nigga got me fucked up. <laughs> He's, me, I'm going to need to get a manager. Excuse me? Do you, are you okay with that? Uh, it's going to take about I need three minutes. forms of ID, please. <laughs> three? Three. Yeah, so he probably had to run it off, mm-hmm. right? And probably had his bags. And as he, <laughs> you walked out of the bank, you walked out of Citibank, my nigga, robbing <laughs> yourself. You, <sighs> oh, he literally robbed Peter in order to not pay Paul. <laughs> that is ridiculous. So I mean, the question is though, really, like, okay, so if you owe somebody money, like, I mean. Ignorant, ridiculous amount of money, like a damn near a million dollars. And to avoid doing that, you do the most niggardly thing you possibly can and say, you know what, I'm going to deplete my bank account just so I don't have to pay this motherfucker. Is that a bitch move or is that a boss move? Well, Sally May knows where I live and she knows where my bank account is, but she don't just, the court ain't said I got to do nothing to her. So I just leave the money where it is. I, I mean. So I feel like not only are you breaking the law, you owe this man money for services he was rendered. I think bitch move. What do you think? I mean, ultimately, I would say if, I mean, since this is Birdman we talking about and this is like a, a ongoing thing. He is the, he is like the, 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 the nigga to end all niggas just about. He's in the niggerly hall of fame. Um, we no, say, nigga, we yeah. say, we say nigga a lot on this damn podcast. Nigga, so nigga, 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 I would say probably closer to bitch move than boss move. Cause I'm like, sir, what you gonna do with all that money? You if you put it in another bank, they're gonna the court's gonna come for it anyway. So okay. you're just gonna sit so there. So not capital B bitch move, but like neutral bitch move. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Let's okay. say that. Like neutral b- bitch? A, a bitch on five. Bitch on five. Okay. Fair enough. When he could well, like if you do some shit like this again, we surely gonna move that nigga right down to nine point seven two. Oh my goodness. Well, okay, we'll say this. But keep in mind, I will say this. He may be on like a five or a seven point two, but we're on ten. But for the moment, we are going to take a little short break and we're going to come back with a segment we like to call Let's Talk About It. And we're black and back live in Middle Earth Studios for the next section of the Ruefully Speaking podcast that we like to call Let's Talk About It. And so in this segment, this is where you will sometimes hear guests. Sometimes it'll just be me and Angela. And we just going to talk about the things that are important that we see affecting our people and affecting our culture. And this is where you get that unfiltered, 
unapologetic, black, black as fuck. fuck view on our world and our life. So, um, recently over the weekend uh, were the annual BET Hip Hop Awards, and all we can say are nice gowns, nice wigs. I love the amount of cubic zirconia. Oh, beautiful fashion was, over gowns. It was um, gorgeous. Uh, uh, so much fake jewelry. So much jewelry that no one owns. So many technicolored uh, face tattoos. So many um, tight pants. I just thought about the baby on the red carpet. Looked like if the... <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Basically what I'm trying to look. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta say it. Oh, God. The baby on the red carpet looked like if the frog from the WB had hooked up with Dapper Dan. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Y'all ain't gonna come. Welcome back, nigger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what? At the end of the day, um, you know me and uh, Uncle Jew are both self-proclaimed hip hop heads. He's I'm a boom back kid to the to my heart, and. You kind of like are a, a hybrid of boom bap and more newer. I, mean, I, I would say, say I'm you have an appreciation a, for the new shit more than I do. I say I would say I'm a I'm a hybrid of boom bap and southern funk. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. I'm I'm a hybrid of so, uh, boom bap and southern funk. Yeah. So for us, I mean, at this point, definitely for me, I would say that I have reached the point, reached the point, yeah, of saying that look, the BT Hip Hop Awards are just. They they just ain't my shit no more. That that's not my jam. Yeah, I'm not I've, there. I've officially hit the level where I'm like I'm an OG now, and so this shit is kind of it's mid to me. It's very mid. Um, you know, arguably so. Yeah. You know, and I, I and I mean it's not an affront to hip hop as as a whole because there's quite a few wonderful rappers and, and MCs out now that are just amazing. But just as a spectacle, I don't go up for a lot of war shows and this will be one of those shows I don't go for. I mean, so part of the reason why I, I don't go up for the Hip Hop Awards anymore is because my top five ain't there. Dead ass. Yeah. So real quick, uh, just in case people did not catch our videos, let's run our top fives real quick just so people know. Oh my God. I you mean, know, they're not changing. And, and, and it must, shoot, mine are subject to change. Oh, uh, you know, you know but, what? But you know who always stays at the top? Three stacks. He's my number two. The rules. He's my number two. No. Jay, my number one. I will give you that. That's fine. Um, I don't put them in particular order because I don't want to be held accountable. Oh no, no, I'm gonna hold. No, fine, whatever. I don't, you know, I don't care. Oh, do you have them in your phone? Is that what you? No, I'm about to pull up yours off the Instagram. Um, you know what? Anyway, see, he he's trying to pull my receipts, but while he's doing that bullshit because he petty, I'm gonna just say. Ah, they're not on the. Doggone it. Da, 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 da. Lucky you. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to read them later. Whatever. So, anyway. You better figure them out because I'm asking you before the end of the show. You ain't going to ask me shit. But I won't. Don't try to front me out on my own show. Anyway, Damn moving right along. Um, Lil Duval. Um, Mr. <sighs> Mr. Lil Duval, everybody's favorite problematic comedian. You know, now call him what it is. And, and transphobe and mm -hmm. you know, he lives his best life and you know, apparently black men don't cheat, but they do. Um <laughs> you know, he was hosting uh, not this one? No, I not mean like not one. all black men cheat. I just but see this here's the He should change it to not all black men cheat. Right. But you know some y'all don't cheat. cheat. Noobs don't cheat. <laughs> the lies you tell. <laughs> um anyway, 
Um, I have a I'm not, I'm not going. I'm not going to do you like that. I'm not going to do I have you a like t-shirt. Anyway, I have a t-shirt. So basically, what I'm saying is this: um, he brought little little Duval brought Duval County up there with him. He made it very Florida as fuck um, to run down the highlights, if there are any. Um, Here we go. Best video of the year goes to Money from Cardi B. Lyricist of the year and the Sweet Sixteen, which is like the best verse of the year, goes to J Cole. Uh, single of the year goes to one Little Nas X for Old Town Road, which sat 19 weeks at number one on the Billboard. Uh, album of the year goes to Travis Scott and Astro World. Best producer or best DJ goes to DJ Mustard. Um, best mixtape of the year and breakout performance goes to the Houston hottie herself, Meg The Stallion. There were some interesting categories that uh, we surely had to take a double look at, which was the Made You Look Award for Hip Hop Style, which also went to Cardi B, and the award that we want to spend the most time talking about. Oh, yes. The Hip Hop Icon Award went to the Queen Mother herself. Yes. Little Kim. Little. Yes. Lil. <sighs> I could never... I. I, I don't I tried to teach someone else how to say like Lil and I don't know how to do it. Just say it. Lil. Lil. Lil Kim. Yeah. I mean, let's just put it this way. From the moment that she destroyed my life on uh Players Anthem, mm. from the moment that she destroyed my life again with Get Money, the moment that she really destroyed my life with hardcore and destroyed every little nigga's lives and their hard-ons with the cover to hardcore. Spread eagle, pussy fat. Um, How many times has she killed you? She's killed me several times. And I will say that one thing about Lil' Kim that y'all need to understand for you young little motherfuckers out here. And I'm not wow, sure how to do that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, no, this is specifically to you, in, you ignorant motherfuckers in the back who didn't do your history homework. Oh, them. Okay. You ignorant motherfuckers that think the, the ones old, who call who call Nikki the queen. Yes, those of y'all who really don't understand that ain't nothing new been created under the sun. That she's not the first. She is not the origin story. Lil Kim is the origin story. Understand that when you talk about boss bitches talking about getting money, using their bodies, being super feminist in their sexuality. Lil' Kim broke the fucking mold. There would be no Meg. There would be no Cardi. There would be no Dolls. There would be no City Girls. And there surely would be no Minaj. Onika, bow down. That's all I'm saying. Get like Understand that. I'm not even trying to even come. If any of you barbs, carbs, fibbies and barbs, whatever the fuck y'all call yourselves, come for me. Understand that we have a whole history over here that starts with one Kimberly Jones. So okay? if I understand correctly, mm-hmm. what I hear you saying is mind your business and respect. As I drink my water and mind my black ass business, you mind yours. That's all I'm saying. I, I mean, these, these are the facts. These are the facts. So I got to give respect to Lil' Kim because, I mean, she, she got on stage, she took her flowers, and she said out loud in front of everybody, I don't know why it took you motherfuckers so long. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She's like, I've been here. Where the fuck y'all been? I've been doing this. Run me my things. I I think she deserves it. I think she deserves it. Um, notably though, at the same time, while he was getting these flowers and while he was putting on for hip hop culture, Lil Nas X was no show. Was a no show. And, and you I, know what? We know why. I mean, let's just be honest here, guys. I mean, there are there are a few things that. One thing we said for sure when we wanted to do this podcast is that as both of us being lovers of the culture, especially hip-hop culture, we are not going to sit here and stand completely for hip-hop culture 
and not critique it. No. It, nothing is above critique. Hip-hop culture literally teaches little black boys and little black girls to hate the idea of being gay. Literally. Yeah. And, like, there's no way around it, right? And so now we have a situation, not even a situation, we have the hypocrisy in hip-hop culture where Lil Nas X came out as gay mm-hmm. and has had the most successful hip-hop song of the year. Now, I mean, granted, Old Town Road is not my bag. I mean, look, between that and Baby Shark, the kids are just, like, out here wilding. Out, out here wilding. Like, but... But I it's hip-hop. But it's hip-hop. At the end of the day, is he not? No, is he's he hip-hop. I he's mean, if anything, he did something that... He infiltrated country. So he took the break... So he took the break beat from a country song, infused a drum beat with some 808s, and put some very catchy, hooky lyrics on top of it. And hip hop is shark art, and that nigga was eating. Yeah, and I mean, I'll give him and look. Give there him was his, blood in the water, and I give him his his due. He does his thing. I mean, it's not particularly my bag. And but Panini was fire too. I mean, from what I saw on the MTV Video Awards, it looked like like he doesn't seem like he. I was worried that he was gonna be a one hit wonder, and that was gonna be it. Mm-hmm. But you know, he has the potential to have a little. The like, album came away. The album came through. Yeah. I mean, but ultimately, I'm not shocked by the fact that he didn't come to the beat. No, I'm surely not. Based on the fact that we just know it's either overtly homophobic or there's passive aggressive or gaslighting. Like, ain't nobody care, but you do you. You do you. It ain't my thing as long as you do that around me. Okay. Come on, guys. Don't invite me. Like, you know. Don't invite me with my water and my business and then tell me you're not here for my life. Thank you. Don't do it. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And I think that's very important to understand that, look, as much as we've come far, there are some things that obviously hip-hop has to take credit for. And moving on to the thing that I really, really wanted to talk about, the thing that I really went up for, if you know me, my my, my love for the North Carolina queen herself, Miss Rhapsody, knows no bounds. <sighs> Rhapsody can out-rap your favorite rapper dick or no dick i'm sorry like she really is out here loved i mean when i say your favorite i'm talking about you young littles the ones that think tupac ain't that great (laughs) okay so i'm out of that category Mm -hmm. because i'm I'm like because i'm I'm like if rhapsody and jay were to sit in the same studio i could see another platinum album coming out right Mm -hmm. if rhapsody and three stacks sit in the same studio which they have listen I'm going to say like this. You know you are certified, co-signed, and certifiable when the king, Big Daddy Kane, oh, wants yeah. you to come through and be yeah. on his shit. Yeah. Okay? That's how far yeah. we're talking. We're talking about legends in the game are co-signing this girl and have been co-signing her. I think, so, yeah. I think Big Daddy Kane's last co-sign was Jay-Z. And then Rhapsody. Pretty much. <laughs> so that's, that's a 20-year span. Pretty much. Okay. But we're going to go and say basically that I was perusing the YouTubes and Rhapsody came up. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't watch the show? Hell no. What the fuck for? <laughs> me neither. I'm just bullshitting. You know, why are you out here talking about me? I'm like, <laughs> I'm just first of all, I don't think most of the people watch. Look, who? Hmm, by, I... show, by show of hands. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> um, it's funny because you can't see them shits anyway. Right. So my thing is this. Rhapsody got up and did the wonderful job of Mina from her latest wonderful creation called Eve. If you don't know what the Eve album is about, get into it. 
Oh, so listen, she got up there and gave us Queen Latifah realness. She gave us black woman realness and sat there, spit fire amongst fire, yeah. and proceeded to give fire to one Jermaine Dupree in a in a freestyle verse, letting everybody know that Jermaine, guess what? We been here, we ain't going nowhere. The FMC remains and ran down all the girls. In the room. In she, the room. She, and, and the ones that weren't, she gave a shout out to Cardi, to Meg, to City Girls, to Nikki, to Kim, to Lauren, to Queen let Latifah. Us, she to, let it be known she, that like, she knows, Women can spit. And and the but the problem that I have is not with Rhapsody as much as it is with this underlying idea based on how the audience responded. Because you have to understand. You're in a room of your peers, right? Okay, this isn't just a this isn't just a, a a typical concert. You're in the room full of your peers, and it seemed like there was a a, a tempered, yeah, a tempered response to her because unlike her counterparts, which again she has no shade for, none. She has no shade. She loves Meg. She loves Cardi. Cardi loves her. Let let it be known. There's a lot of love in the room for. A lot of the female MCs amongst each other, which I am here for. Oh yeah, they, there's no the the conversation of well, who's the, who's on top? That only exists in conversations that men are dominating. Or, like this you know, idea that there only can be one. Like it does not exist outside of the men, and maybe and I dare Malefic- I say Maleficent Nicki Minaj. Right, because she thinks she's the best. But I'm sorry, Nicki Minaj, you have been on the scene for over 10 years and you've rapped about nothing new. There's been no growth or development in your sound. Bitch, you damn near you damn near for it. She's no, no, not damn near. <laughs> okay? Like you have been in the game for over 10 years and there's been no development in your sound. There's been no development in your brand. You consistently just try and run on this fact that you're the queen. And truth be told, Nicki. And I used to like Nikki. I loved Nikki in the beginning. I, I did, did too. But I, I swear to God, you put Nikki in the same room with Meg or with Cardi or with City Girls or I don't even want to let Rhapsody loose in that in that piece, right? Or even I don't even want to let Tierra Whack loose in that piece. I don't want to let nobody loose in that piece because Nicki Minaj gonna come out wig snatched, fat lip, busted eye, all of it. She can't keep up. She needs to sit the fuck. Damn. I appreciate the fact that you said that, but let's just be honest here. Um, and I'm not, and, we're, and this is really for a rap. There's no, there's no, there's no competition amongst these queens. There's really not, and I mean, let's just be honest. And reminiscent, Remy Ma, let it be known that this bitch is done. She I mean, really she, did. She really just like we 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 can pretty much put an end, and we can just put close the casket, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. The moment the Sheether came out, it was pretty much it. But what I'm saying to you as far as Rhapsody is concerned, I want Rhapsody to get her due from her male counterparts. I want people to recognize that not only can girls shake their ass and, and drive the boat and all that shit, we can also spit too. And it's also allowed. There has to be space and balance. Yeah. And that's all I want. I want space and balance. Because when I was like a little young bitch out here, for every Lauren there was a Kim. For every Foxy there was an E. There was a balance. Yeah. So that's all I'm asking for. So shout out to Rhapsody as always. And that was basically all that I needed for the Hip Hop Awards. So I got two things that happened not hip hop that are hip hop 
esque related. Well, this one at least is. This is a right? cult. This is about the culture. For this real. is for the culture, yeah. and this show is truly for the culture because you got two black ass people with beautiful melanin skin with this long luscious hair. Angela's is a little bit longer than mine, but uh, we both got locks, and so. Um, there's a school, the Kip Lynn Academy or the Kip Academy of Lynn Collegiate School in Massachusetts decided um, earlier this year that they were going to ban do-rags and start putting young black boys in ISS for wearing do-rags during the school day. And here's what the dean of students had to say. To reiterate our rationale, they are a direct component of the school-to-prison pipeline, wrote Shauna Kyle Clark, Dean of Students and Culture, in an email to students. And unfortunately, they are also reflective of some gang culture, and they can recede your hairline. That's not setting <laughs> you sorry. up for success. Wait, 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 wait. You wait. want me to say it again? Recede your hairline? And they can recede your hairline. <laughs> I'm done. I feel like she said it with her arms crossed and her nose tweeted up just like DW. And they can recede your hairline. Have well, guess what? Stevie Wonder ain't got no motherfucking hairline. And he's the most successful Grammy recording artist in history. Can't so... Wait, wait, wait. I don't, I, I don't recall anybody out here, you know, being affiliated with gangs because of 360 Waves. I ain't never. I ain't never. Hey, son. Hey, son. Where you get your waves from, I son? I ain't, not, I, I ain't not never seen a set trip over some goddamn waves. Not, 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 not never. Hey, son, his waves is swaving the wrong way. They swimming <laughs> the wrong way. I, I just don't understand that. I mean, this sounds like some real, I hate to say it, but this sounds like some bougie, educated Negro Shit it that, does, like, and I as mean, a former teacher, I am shocked that this actually even exists. I'm not right? because I mean, let's be honest. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm charter, sh- like charter schools are trash. Look at her name. We know she black, Shauna K Clark. Shauna K Clark. Okay, girl. Okay, girl. with an E. Okay, girl. Sure, whatever. Sure. Sister, sister. This is this is. This I can't. Is, I can't. And here's my point. Here's my point. Let me say this. Number one. The if you're gonna let the girls wear their hair wraps and their scarves and their hijabs and everything else, mm-hmm. please let the boys wear their do-rags. Why? Because there's not a magnetic field that comes with the do-rag that says, Oh, when Lil Jamal or Lil uh D-Ray has his do-rag on that he can't learn. That is definitely not true. Absolutely. Number one. Number two. To the idea that it can recede your hairline and that's not to set up for it's success. the biggest bunch of bullshit I have worked. I have worked. I have been working for a, I don't know how long. I ain't never been asked. Hey, where you get your hairline from? In an <laughs> interview, where what? Where, where'd you get your haircut? I have gone to several interviews without one. Okay, like no, my hairline is irrelevant to my success. And finally, mm. I that's wore do rag to graduation. My hair didn't come out of the do-rag until my granddaddy put my cap on my head. Okay? So let me explain something to you. Proper presentation is not an alley-oop for success or a defense against racism. Want to know how I know? Ask Trayvon Martin's hoodie. Oop! And I ooped. Oop! Oh, Lord. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I hate to say it, but the attack on black people is so real. And, I mean... We're going to continue the conversation and talk about something that I'm just really so sad about. We have to talk about this, and I really it really makes me sad that we have to continue to talk about yet another black person being shot unarmed. And what is up with the fucking state of Texas, in particular, the Fort Worth police? Um, 
to the family of a Tatiana Jefferson who lost her life due to a senseless dumbass cop who came out to do a 2 a.m. wellness check. Yeah. It was supposed to be a wellness check. For those who aren't aware, a wellness check is just what it sounds like. It's literally to check on the welfare of a, of a person, to see if they're okay, to see if they're, you know, eating, if, they, if the living arrangements are up to par, like basically to make sure that that person doesn't lose their fucking life. And this woman ends up being murdered at 28 years old in front of her nephew. So here's my thought. Here are my thoughts on it. Number one, the police are, they say all the time, we're here to protect and serve. And I always ask, protect and serve whom? Facts. Because in a situation like this, the neighbor, and I don't know what the dynamics of the neighborhood are, but um, from reading the articles and from watching the interviews over the last few days, you see this neighbor and he's like, you know, it's two in the morning. I know her nephew was supposed to be over there. Um, the lights are on. The front door is open. Something doesn't seem right. And I think he recognizes, like, as a black man, he just can't be snooping in somebody's house at that hour. Yeah. Right? So he does the right thing, and he calls the non-emergency police line. Right. So I don't ever suggest, because of the mental health, um, the mental health adverse effect of watching dash cam video. I do not suggest watching it for a, it is my general rule not to watch it. Mm-hmm. But there was something about this case for Miss Jefferson that I didn't get it. So I had to see the footage. And to see the footage be released within 48 hours, there's something damning in that footage where the police and the PR people are trying to get out ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Right? So you watch this video and the officer does not announce himself at the front door, doesn't announce himself. Goes around the backside, sees a shadow move in a window, and all you hear is, put your hands up, pow. Excuse me. If you're, escape, if you're afraid of a shadow, then you don't need to be on a police force. Because the last I checked, the sun shines about 365 days a year mm-hmm. in Texas. And shadows exist. You know, it just, as, a, as someone who is very vigilant over her mental health because you know I suffer from anxiety just in the interest, just in the interest of full disclosure. Right. Did a retweet. These things repeatedly keep happening and it's a repeat traumatizing event for black people over and over and over and over and over again and this is literally on the heels of Botham Jean being murdered by his neighbor also an, a, a a Dallas police officer having her only get 10 years and probably only going to serve fucking three with good behavior. And this is also on the heels of the witness, Joshua Brown, being murdered due to a drug deal gone bad, quote, end quote. We're fucking tired. Big air quotes. We're really fucking tired. And I think the thing that I want to add this into the mental health conversation is that the thing that we get that no one else seems to understand is that after when you look at centuries of trauma like this, it becomes ingrained in your DNA. So it's no longer the idea of post-traumatic stress disorder, like what we see for um, members of the military or of um, what or uh, of the military or any like law enforcement. But we get into what um, the the doctors are calling persistent stress disorder, mm-hmm. right? Persistent traumatic stress disorder, where this shit is written into the DNA of the person or of human beings, of black people, and 
and brown people and we are now spreading it and sharing it with our children like this is getting to the point that like when i talk to my students about this they're just like no we're not talking about it right it, it becomes like these are 10 and 11 year olds who know this and are just like no and i mean and it's becoming it's you know my i talked to my mom about this because my mother is of a certain age and she comes from that civil rights era i mean she graduated from high school a year after Martin Luther King was assassinated. Wow. She was in high school when Malcolm X was assassinated, when Robert uh, Kennedy was assassinated. Mm -hmm. And there was so much unrest. And I asked her, how did you deal with it all? Like, because it's blowing my mind. I remember when, when Trayvon Martin was murdered, it sat on my mind so heavy. When Mike Brown was murdered, it was literally in my backyard as far as being close to home like st yeah. louis is 40 hours down the road me and trayvon so, me and trayvon martin are separated by three months in a few days and i mean like my nephew with my nephew was about the same age and would walk from work home in yeah. dark clothing i could i saw my nephew yeah. i saw my baby cousins and it's just like i'm seeing people that i know i could possibly know and it just it becomes a lot but i mean right now we're at the point where aaron being the officer who uh who murdered? Is there news? She he has been he has been arrested and convicted for murder. Oh, not convicted, Wait. but no, obviously he's arrested and uh, it has been convicted. He's been charged with murder. So I wish okay. he was convicted, but we'll see. We'll but see. He has been charged with murder. He is he has been arrested. So we'll see how this goes. I mean, the mayor of Fort Worth did come out and say some platitudes and whatever not like the, the city needs to come together, the community needs to come together. Sure. Okay, so we've set. Okay, so step one is the charge. Step two, prayer, prayers and thoughts. Step three, we'll see what happens with the grand jury. All I ask this time is that there be no hugs and that there be no Bibles. Mm. That's all I ask. No hugs, no Bibles. No coonery. All, that's all I really ask. So, I mean, that's basically what we ask. Like, stop killing us, white folks. Stop Please. killing us, cops. That's really Please. all we ask. Treat us like fucking humans. How about that? We got shit to what do. What a novel idea. We got shit to do. Well, on the heels of that... Um, <laughs> Let's to, take a quick let's break. Quick, let's take a quick break. And on the other side, we're going to have the last segment of the show, which is its namesake, Ruthly Speaking. We'll be right back. We are back with the last segment of the first ever episode of Ruthly Speaking. It is literally called Ruthly Speaking. Um, this is where we're going to take some time, me and Uncle Judon, to talk about some things that are just on our minds, some stuff that may piss us off, some stuff that may irk us ever so slightly. Um, Uncle Judy, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, so there are some things that have just like really irked my brain, just in the same vein of just how black people get to exist in the world um, and how things are really, truly just unfair. So my ruefully speaking um, goes out to one Judge Josh Cash John Judge John Castronakis. I'm not gonna get his name right now. I really Castro, don't care. Castro naked ass. Naked I don't Castro need to get the fuck what? off the bench. How about that? <laughs> um, for sentencing one 20 year old brother DeAndre Somerville to 10 days in jail, one year worth of probation, and 150 hours of community service for oversleeping and taking care of his sick grandparents and delaying court by 45 minutes. This happened just south, um, just just to the east of where we just had to deal with Miss Atiana Jefferson um, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. In this case, 
in his case, it is literally the true definition of injustice and excessive force. Like if I was his, if I was his defense attorney, I'm throwing the Eighth Amendment at everybody, which is cruel and unusual punishment. And he just always slept for jury duty, right? For jury duty, he wasn't even because like he wasn't on trial. Wasn't he was on there trial to actually serve as a juror. This man has no criminal record, and because he overslept for the rest of his life until this gets overturned. Um, because I, I, I hope this does get overturned, but for the rest of his, you know, the immediate foreseeable future, he's going to have to explain to folks that, oh yeah, I was convicted of convenient or of a misdemeanor being a contempt of court because I overslept because I, you know, I work a job and my second job is to take care of my sick grandparents. When literally last year, this judge was, lit I don't know if he was a part of it, but we literally watched all of Congress stay the fuck awake. Like, on purpose, filibuster to stay awake to close the federal government and put millions of people out of work. You want to talk about a delay? We want to talk 45 minutes compared to millions of people not being in work. And now this brother got a whole record. That shit is ridiculous. And I'm just ruefully speaking on it. I mean, honestly, <laughs> wow. I, I, I just recently had my own issue with jury duty. Fuck jury duty. It is so trash. Yes, I'm a registered voter and I believe in voting. However, this bullshit every three years being pulled at random, give a fuck about that shit. I wore the most political shit I could find and looked the most absolute black as fuck as I possibly could so I wouldn't get picked. So Move every three years the, and they can't come But if, get in the you. state of Missouri, you will get a $500 fine and have to do, a, do community service if you do not show up. You might oh. have, and who knows, the, your mail could have gone in the wrong mailbox. You may have not gotten that information. Who knows? But you end up not being able to get, you, you oversleep, or if you end up in a situation where it just cannot be helped, you end up $500. This boy has to spend a year in, 10 days in jail and a year of probation? Get the fuck out of probation. here. Probation. Probation. Let's, let's talk about mass supervision. I gotta, I, and I got a little, you gonna literally put this boy on the side of the highway picking up trash on the highway because he, 45 minutes of oversleeping? Get the fuck out of here. But I understand. I mean... Just, I, here's my thing. This has... It, I mean, it had no... No bearing on the effectiveness of the day. He literally has no criminal record. Anytime I've ever had to go to court, that shit was backed up by about 45 minutes anyway. Damn straight. I mean, traffic court be the worst. Like, they'd be, having you, they'd be hurting you like cattle. But I'm just saying, uh, you know what, DeAndre, whoever your legal people are, I pray to God that they're able to get this shit overturned. And, and for the people in Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, I hope you understand. Remember that judge's name when it comes up for election and vote that bitch out. Please. Because that's just, ridiculous. Just do it for us. And that's just my ruefully speaking for this week. All right. Well, my ruefully speaking goes out to Mr. David Peterson. Oh. David Peterson. Is who I think it is? David Peterson mm -hmm. is an alum of the Penn State Nittany Lions, class of 66, who decided to take his ashy, unseasoned, unflavored, pasty-ass mayonnaise time to write a letter <laughs> to Jonathan Sutherland, who was a safety for the Penn State Nittany Lions, which, in quote, he decided to talk about how wonderful he was as a player and how great the season has been going, and we are Penn State. However, you, Mr. Sutherland, have a problem, and it sits on top of your head. He proceeded to call Sutherland's dreads, which by all definition, we'll talk about that in a minute, that word dread, 
quote, disgusting and certainly not attractive. While recounting the days of old, because, you know, the man is, you know. Old as shit. Mm, Methuselah. Nah. Talking Mm-mm. about the idea of clean cut young men and women. If that ain't got make America great again all over it, I don't know what the fuck does. To you, Mr. Peterson, I say fuck you and thrice. Four times, seven times. I don't know. How many but locks you got on your head? I got a hundred plus. So And they're beautiful. And they're oiled and plus, they're clean and they're clean cut for me. Plus about my sixty? Listen, you talking about a hundred and sixty fucking locks that got middle fingers to your pasty white ass. And let me just say this. For those black folks, this is really goes for and anybody can catch it for this, because here's the thing. As someone who's had her hair locked for six years going on seven, I can honestly tell you that the slave mentality of some black folks of a certain age has gotten me completely thrown. Because men like David Peterson, I expect that from, because he's just an old white fart who don't give a fuck no way. He probably voted for Trump. He probably got red listed, ready to smooch Trump's nasty, pasty, ass sheets. I don't know. But I can tell you that I have experienced from people in my own family, from older black people that I that I don't know, that why do you have that picanini hair on your head? Mm. That my hair is not presentable, that it might hurt my earning potential. Do you know how many times that black people have to worry about the idea of our hair being the difference between a job and not having a job? That's a difference between a pay gap there's a difference between a promotion, the difference between you being the face of somebody's brand or company. I'm sorry, but I'm over this shit. I'm over the politicization and weaponization of hair, bodies, skin, all of it. So for David Peterson, that's one thing. And obviously, I want to know, Mr. Peterson, one thing. Sir, you had enough time to write letters to Mr. Jonathan Sutherland. Where was your energy for Jerry Sandusky when he was molesting those children? Oh. Where was your energy then? But you had the time to pick up a pen and paper and write a handwritten note to this young man who is literally just there playing ball and getting his education and minding his own black ass business and living his black ass life. But I will say, Penn State, I got heat for you, too, because his teammates decided that following Saturday to go ahead and protest pregame with T-shirts that said chains, tattoos, dreads and we are. And the student and, 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 the, and the administration decided to confiscate the, sh- the shirts pregame, which lets you know the, the, the administration has, does not have their back, which is par for the course. We all know this. You black and there to play ball. You there to be to entertain and make millions of dollars for this damn for this damn program. But we don't want to hear from you, and we definitely don't want to see you. Other than you scoring a touchdown, that's it. But I will say that for me, my hair. It's not your fucking business. And let all of us live our black ass lives. Ruthfully speaking. Please continue to tune in for the next Ruthfully Speaking. We are again a bi-weekly podcast. Alright, and that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ruthfully Speaking podcast. Briefly Speaking Podcast is brought to you bi-weekly by Afrosheen Productions. Miss Angela Rue is your host. Uncle Judah Don is your co-host. T.R. Montgomery is our head of marketing. Miles Van is our director of photography and media. 
Our music is composed and produced by Desmond D. Professor Mason. You can follow the show on Instagram and on Facebook at Ruefully Speaking and on Twitter at RuePod. You can follow Angela on all social media at the handle at MZ underscore A-N-G-E-L-A underscore R-O-U-X. And you can follow Uncle Jew on Twitter and on Instagram at the handle at underscore J-A-L-E-X capital Z A-N-D-E-R. Remember, drink your water, mind your business, live your black ass life. I'll let you in a couple weeks.